Uh, it's time to share the abuse around oh. and you get someone else to give their top eight. This is my fa- this is, that's my favourite. Right now is my favourite part so of the good. year. Yeah. The All of this abuse that comes in, I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you have dolphins as wooden spoon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam P. Gilly, good morning. Jeez, those tips went well, boys. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, here, oh, I, I, I hate the picking the wooden spooners, but is the dolphins just too obvious? And do you think that'll happen? Uh, you've got to put your neck on the line, Moz. And I am tipping the Dolphins to get the wooden spoon at right. this stage. And I, I, like, listen, I think they can win a few games this year. But like Clarky said, if, if they get a few injuries, they're going to be in all sorts, I reckon. I just don't think they've got the depth there to be able to cover. But you could probably say that about a number of clubs, yeah, to be fair. Because the, the talent pool is definitely spread out this year. And speaking to a lot of clubs, they, they realise they don't have the depth to what they've had the last two or three years. And even just losing two or three guys from each team just puts a strain on the rest of that roster. So... Um, yeah, I, I honestly think that the Dolphins will still be the team probably to get the wooden spoon. I expect that Newcastle will have a really tough year as well and might, might be down there as well. And I'm desperately hoping not, but I can hope the Dragons can claw their way out of the bottom four and, and, and see what they can do. But they're the three that I sort of circled to be, to be down there this year. Have you done an eight? By yeah, I have, Jared. Go for yeah, it. I Give have. it to us. I have. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go in order. Obviously, I've got the Roosters, uh, Sharks, Penrith and South as my top four, which I think is pretty standard to a lot of people. Uh, after that, I've got the Cowboys, uh, Parramatta, Storm, and the last team I've got squeezing into the eight is Manly. I've got, I've got that last spot being a battle between Manly, uh, the Broncos, and uh, the Raiders. They're the, they're the teams that I think are vying for the eighth spot. So I've only made one, cha- one change to my top eight from last year. That's Manly going in and the Raiders potentially missing out. And I probably had the Raiders, to be fair, in the top eight maybe two or three weeks ago, but... I think that injury to Xavier Savage is really crucial to them. He's going to miss a, a fair chunk of the start of the season. So uh, I've just tilted the scales back towards Manly, but could go either way on that last spot in the eight. All right. Let's talk some racing and uh, this Imperatriz. Looking forward to seeing it for the Canterbury Stakes on Saturday, of course. Final fields barrier draws today. Yeah, what price did this mare go up, Jared, when she went in the all-in market? Because some people were saying they got double figures, didn't oh, they? I uh, did, yeah, I didn't see that. It may well have. It may yeah, well have, but I didn't see that early. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Mark Walker had all along said that the new market handicap was going to be a, her first up run over here in Australia, then sort of changed tack about a week or a week and a half ago. And to be fair, I think he's made the right move because the new market handicap's going to go up a pretty strong race. You'll have to meet I Wish I Win. And... Just looking at these Canterbury Stakes, I don't think it's going to be a vintage field this year for the Group 1. It looks like it's going to be a race lucky in depth to mine. So I can understand why he's decided to come up to Sydney with her. And her form in New Zealand is just rock solid. Like she, We know she handles all ground. She's good around this sort of six furlongs or seven furlong range. She's got a bit of residual fitness on her side against a couple of these horses that are still early in their campaign. So I can understand she's going to be extremely likable with Canterbury Stakes on the weekend. And I can understand why the market's gravitating towards her. How are these international horses going to go this autumn? Yeah, it's very hard to get a gauge on them, Loz. I, I, there's a lot of people who have much more of a grip or a handle on the European form than me, but I just noticed that Ray Thomas has done an interview with Joseph O'Brien in the in the Telegraph today saying that one of these horses, Ray's, you might potentially take on Animo in the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. So just look, quickly looking at his form, he's well, pretty much last year, every run he had was a mile and a half and beyond. So first of all, alarm bells start going for me thinking, well, he's going to be sharp enough to match our horses over here in Australia over over a mile and a quarter. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see if Joseph just gang tackles his Sydney Cup because that race is worth a heck of a lot of money these days. We know our staying ranks are a little bit thin on the ground. So I'd imagine he'll probably have two or three runners in that race. I'm not sure if he'll actually target this horse towards the Queensland Stakes and, and taking on Animo. So 
I'll wait and see these horses do a bit of work at Canterbury in the next couple of weeks and really try and dig into their form a little bit closer to the championships. But yeah, it's uh, fascinating to see these potentially thinking about running in the $5 million QE against Animo in the championships. Now, for the All-Star Mile this year, the top 10 vote-getters have been announced. Yeah, no surprise, Jared, that Alligator Blood has topped the votes with a little bit over 18,000 there. He's a horse that's been in fantastic form the last six months. He's a very popular horse as well, so he's got his spot sealed in the race. I think if you if you remember correctly, I'm sure he started favourite in this race three years ago in 2020, the end of his sort of three-year-old campaign, and he just comes to the end of it by then and was quite disappointing and then completely lost his form. But he's back now and understandably has wrapped up a whole heap of votes. I think where the concept gets a little bit iffy sometimes is I wish I win has picked up the second amount of votes, but he's going to be targeting the new market this week and probably unlikely to head towards All-Star Mile, you would have thought. And then again, we've got Alligator Blood's old sparring partners there. I'm Thunderstruck's going to be there again. Brightside will be there. So some of those horses he's been running around against in, in a lot of these group ones down there in Melbourne will obviously all meet again for the All-Star Mile. And um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. It's on Slipper Day uh, in, at Mooney Valley, 18th of March. Yeah, Same that's going to be a huge day, day isn't it, Jared? Oh. Huge day of racing. You got anything at Warwick Farm today? Yeah, I like race three number one, Jewelry Loz. Uh, I think she's found her right race now coming to town. She was extremely good at Kemble last start. I think her form before that was relatively decent. So I know she's probably going to settle midfield, potentially second half of the field at Warwick Farm, which is probably not what you want uh, on paper, but I think she's good enough to overcome that. So it's race three number one, Jewelry, my best on the program at Warwick Farm. And just on the NRL, boys, if you're looking for something in the future, I actually like Ronaldo Molotalo to be top try scorer this year. I think he was around $21 or $26 when I looked. I think, I think the Sharks are in for a big year. I think Ronaldo's going to bag a ton of tries this year. And uh, if Alex Johnson can't stay on the field, I think Ronaldo might be the man to sneak under a few punters' guards. Okay, that's a good little plug, little bet. Top try scorer, Ronaldo Molotalo. Well, surprise, surprise, Alex Johnston, the $4.50 favourite. But Molotalo is $23. Love it. We'll make a statue of you if that uh, gets up, Adam. Thanks so much. Put that on the record, Jared, and we'll, uh, we'll chat about it later in the year. <laughs> Thanks, Eves. See you, boys.